where do we even begin? This is the Sixers Group Therapy Podcast. We are back after about a month hiatus, which was pretty enjoyable, although the Sixers never stopped being on our brains. But anyway, no June today, but we have plenty to talk about. We haven't had a podcast since, I think, July 6th. So since then, the NBA Finals have wrapped up. There was the NBA Draft, NBA Free Agency, the Olympics, Ben Simmons posting workout videos and not talking to anyone from the team. Damian Lillard, Bradley Beal are not requesting trades yet. So where do we go from here? And then there's also... The summer Sixers going on. So, with all that being said, here is first name Dane. And we are back. Welcome. To the Sixers Group Therapy Podcast. I am your host, Alex Wynn, aka Nuge. It has been, I think, about a month since our last pod, so we have a ton to talk about. Unfortunately, there is no June today, but we do have uh, a man who is officially off the market. That is Dave DeBacco. How are you, buddy? Married to my wife, divorced from this stupid team. That's how it should be. <laughs> Perfect. And last but not least, we have Joey Montana, JB Mudbones. How are you, man? Great. Summer Sixers got me feeling good. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just want this to stay forever. I don't want real Sixers. Yeah. 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 I, I thought I'm, I'm getting a little bored. Eagles are coming around the corner. I can't wait for them. The Phillies stink. I, baseball kind of sticks, so. I thought the Phillies I mean, were good, aren't they? In first place, or is that not? Is that not the case? They they gave it up like last night, but they're they're in contention. Last right. year, like I knew they were going to blow it. Like last year, I don't know if you remember, they needed to win two games of the last ten to make the playoffs. They won one. So never fully trust the yeah. Phillies. So all right, guys, where it. to begin? Uh, there's been a lot. Since our last pod, I think it was on July 6th, the Bucks beat the Suns in six games in the NBA Finals. The Olympics started and ended. The NBA draft happened. NBA free agency started. And, of course, what most people are probably looking forward to us discussing the most is the drama behind Ben Simmons. But first, I would like to begin with the Bucks and Giannis. So uh, I used to really, really hate the Bucs. Like they were our rival in the conference. They had that whole thing, if you remember, of the tweet about mm-hmm. trusting the results over the process. And that's why we that's why we hated them. Oh, it's so <laughs> I have no bad. other reason to hate them. Yeah, you remember that reason. tweet? Of course. If you look in the it was... comments, it's all Sixers fan. I'm in there too. Oh yeah. And then if you remember that game where Marco Fultz had a triple double and we blew them out and we're all retweeting that and it's, Oh, it's so bad. We, uh, we jumped the gun on that one, but I'll tell you what, like I'm watching that team and they were just like, I found myself having appreciation for them because they were just like not 
cowards. And like, I found myself starting to root for the Bucks. So guys, I'll start with you, Dave. What's, what's your just initial reaction from the Bucks, uh, who we, we don't like winning the NBA Finals? Before yeah, us? good for them. Good for him. Good for them. You know, Giannis is on that. He's on the dark list now. He stayed with the team that drafted him. And <clears throat> through all the second round exits and, you know, playoff disappointments, we finally got it done. And, you know, it's cool. Probably a lot of fun for them. And uh, what did he say in the press conference? He was like, we did it. We fucking did it. Like, that was cool. I felt that, you know. We Said he, did it, man. he didn't need to join a super team, too. I love yeah, that, that was it. Jab. That was it. That's that's the whole full quote. We did, I didn't need to join a super team. I could have joined a super team, but we fucking did. I was like, all right, that's cool. Good for them. He, like, made a fan of me. Did you see him on the bench afterwards and he was crying? And I was just like, man, that's so cool. Like, that's history. The Bucks haven't won in forever. Good for that. I'm like, I'm not even mad about it anymore. I, or I wasn't mad at all. I was. I found myself rooting for them by the end. And that's so cool. I wish I, – I need to see Embiid in that situation. Uh, I, w- mm-hmm. I would – I would break down if I if I saw Embiid in that situation. It's almost similar, like when he was at the Chick Fil A drive through in his in his adorable Greek accent. It's like I thought Very it was likable. fifty piece. He like <laughs> he's just like Embiid. They have the you know lovable accent, and uh, just they they're kind of they kind of remind me of each other. I feel like uh, if Giannis was ours, we'd probably love him as much as Joe. Oh yeah, he's such a nice kid. I feel like Embiid's <clears throat> a little like introverted. Like Giannis is just like I don't know. Yeah, he loves the media. He's always, like, joking around with them, especially the, the local media. Um, I mean, Philly, I don't blame them because the Philly media is absolutely terrible and they're all assholes. But, uh, guys, I got to ask you, if we did end up playing the Bucks, JB, I'll start with you. What would have happened? We would have gotten our ass beat. We, yeah. we couldn't beat the, the Hawks. How are we supposed to beat the Bucks? Exactly. We, would, we are – we were exploited, and that wouldn't have changed. It would only just gotten worse. And if anything, we've we've talked about this before. If uh, if we did get past the Hawks and we lost to the Bucks in the Eastern Conference Finals, it, we would have been like, "Well, we made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Maybe we're close." But losing to the Hawks it made us really take a step back and say, "Okay, drastic changes need to be made. You know, no more sugar coating." It's uh, I think it's a blessing in disguise. But yeah, they would have kicked our ass in five games. Which is exactly what what Maury said in, like, the exit interviews. Whatever the question was, I don't recall. It was just like, hey, if we had to go seven games against the Hawks and lost to them in the second round, we were not a championship team to begin with. Or we weren't a good enough team to begin with. But – and we'll get to it. No, we're not running It's down the outline. We'll get to (laughs) it. He did have a tweet, which did not make us very happy. And Mm -hmm. a lot of the comments were filled with, but Daryl, we lost to the Hawks. Um, but I, I don't know. I look at the Bucks team, and I didn't see them as like this unbeatable juggernaut. Does that make us sing a little more? Yeah, they still don't even look like I'm. I have their roster up on an, on my like to the left of Zoom, and it's. I mean, Drew was their big piece, who's not like James Harden being added to the Nets. Granted, there were injuries there, but Drew Giannis. Chris Middleton, all great players. Like Brooke Lopez is annoying as hell to play against, but he's not a fucking all star. Bobby Portis became very cool. I used to hate him, but he's cool. He's a, he's a legend there now. DiVincenzo was a role player for them, and he got hurt in like this first series or second series. Like they just played well as a team and complimented each other. 
We this don't. was the most this was the most wide open season in NBA history. <laughs> this is, really was. And we lost. Yeah, the most wide, we lost yeah, we the lost Hawks. The Hawks. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm sorry, Dave. I know you didn't want me to mention it, but you can't no, not okay. go there. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we um, yeah. Good for the box. It was really cool. Part of them winning is just like random players stepping up, and that's like just so cool. As Joe said, like a team sport, everyone coming together. Uh, Giannis with a 50-piece McNugget in the clinching game of the NBA Finals makes him an absolute legend. Uh, good for them. Uh, you're probably right. They probably beat us in five or six, but I still would have liked to see it play out. I mean, sometimes you just got to win. You know, like like the, the Celtics in 08, the Hawks, an AFC team, took them to seven games, and you know what? They won. They found a way to win. They got all the way to NBA Finals. So maybe they the Bucks would have killed us, but I would have liked to see the played out. I think we matched up pretty well with them. Uh, so it does hurt a lot, but who got to the finals? The the all-star Hawks team. When in 08? Is that when they were the like players of the week or players of the month? No, no, that week? was that was 2016. You're eight years off. <laughs> Wait, no. 2000, uh, 2008 was was Lakers Celtics. Yeah, uh, it was guard. It was the big three Hawks, and it was like the first yeah. year the Hawks were like like made the playoffs in the wilds, like Joe Johnson, young Al Horford, Josh Smith, mm-hmm. uh, and they, they took the, to the Celtics. Uh, no, no, they took the Celtics yeah. to eight, uh, seven games in the first round. Sorry. Yeah, they did. So like, yeah. I'm, what I'm saying is like sometimes like you could look bad in a series, and sometimes you just got to get through the series. But we just had like a colossal mm-hmm. choke job in Game Seven, and you guys don't need to hear me. We had a choke job in like game one, three, five. I don't even remember, but it wasn't like that was our only choke job. We choked like the whole series in aggregate. What's so bad though is like that was our chance to like just sweep it under the rug and just like move on, new series, Eastern Conference Finals, game one in Philly. And we just, I'm sorry, I'm going to stop. I'm going to move on to the next topic. I talked about how we choked enough at Dave's wedding. So, uh, unless you guys have anything else on the box, I'm going to move on to the NBA draft. Draft. Sadly, yeah, sadly, this is like <laughs> – this is the least I've ever paid attention to a draft ever, I think, in my life. Same. I think in my life. I heard it was the most boring draft of all time, too, so maybe that's because I didn't watch. I didn't yeah, not much that. movement. Uh, it kind of just went. There were some surprises, but you know, there weren't that many big names in this draft, if you ask me. Um, yeah. You know, there's Kate Cunningham, Jalen Green – but no and one that the, really sm- the, the smallest name of all time, Jaden Springer. Yikes. Oof. <laughs> Oof. Um, He's looked I'm better just, allegedly. I'm just going to riff through these <laughs> because I, I know nothing about them other than what we've seen from Jaden Springer, which we're going to get to uh, when we talk about him. But uh, real quick, Jaden Springer, 28th overall pick. Some people said he was a lottery talent. Like I, I saw a lot of big boards that had him like, in the 13 to 16 range, and he ended up falling to us at 28. So some said that's pretty good value. He was hampered by an ankle injury all year at Tennessee, so maybe we didn't get to see him at full strength. Um, but, guys, so far in Summer League, I'm very underwhelmed. Uh, what do you guys think? JB, you, I feel like you've been watching the most. Yeah, I've watched every game. But to be fair to him – like he's done decent at certain things. Like he was known to be a good defender and he's done very fine defensively. He seems to know how to dribble. He's made a couple passes, but his shot looks worse than Fultz when he had peak TOS. 
It's so oh weird. Oh my god. And and I'm and being the thing, little... Yeah, go the thing, Dave. Sorry. It's the thing that really just kind of I'm not giving the kid a fair shake for one reason and one reason only. The little hype video that leaked on Twitter where he was talking about <laughs> <laughs> like 20 seconds in, he says, I'm working out with Keith Williams. And literally whoever made that video should be they must have done it on purpose. Like as he was narrating himself saying, I'm working out with Keith Williams. He had TOS on the jump shot on the hype video. Yeah, so bad. And it's like, he, he double pumped. Yeah. As soon as I saw that, I said, okay, he sucks. Was that a drill? I, I, I like, what could that possibly be teaching you? It was like, remember when Markel was on the floor, like laying on his back doing <laughs> shots? What is this teaching you? Oh my God. You? How does he have a job? I don't, how's he, yeah, how does anyone bring their player or client anywhere near Keith Williams after the Markel Fultz thing? It just, how do you edit, like... how do you edit that video that way? I don't understand. <laughs> how do you, you edit that video and think it's yeah. okay? <laughs> his upper is like the two halves of his body don't seem attached when he shoots. And, and it's been a so little awkward. inconsistent. Like he hit a, uh, the go ahead three in the fourth quarter last night. And it bounced in. Yeah. yeah, it bounced up. That was the worst. We missed it. It was but like it was just as bad as the quadruple doink. Maybe you see it a little cleaner when he's just shooting from the corners where he doinked like three off the side of the backboard. It's so it's cringy the shot. Um, I think come on, Daryl. We've, we've seen enough of these players for the last like decade for a lifetime. Like I don't need to see these players with broken shots anymore. And yeah. I wish that we didn't have another one of them. But Portland um, needs young defense. Hmm. They say he's a good defender. I don't know, but I'm, he, when I'm watching him on offense, Dave alluded to it. Dave, what, what was your comparison? The, he reminded – I felt like I was watching Summer League Evan Turner. Now, Evan Turner turned out to at least be an NBA player for many years, but we all had that same feeling when we saw Evan Turner play in Summer League. It was like the uh-oh feeling. It's just uh, – eh. and I got, the, I got the same feeling watching Jaden Springer, and I feel like their games are similar. Playmaking – Guard forward hybrid broken shot. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it, I don't well, know. to be honest, I'm looking at this draft class. I mean, even going in, like we were all kind of hoping we weren't going to pick at 28. Am I right with that? Yeah. Um, I wasn't expecting to get contributors if we stayed where we were. So we ended up with a 28th pick. Uh, we also had the. I think we bought this pick, the 50th pick. Um from someone for $2 million, which is, you know, the opposite of what Josh Harris usually wants to do. But we picked with a 50th pick, Philip Petrosev. He's a center out of Serbia, was the MVP of the Adriatic League out there. Uh, 23 points, seven rebounds, 42% from three. Potential stretch, stretch big for us. Previously spent a couple years at Gonzaga, but apparently he's going to be a Eurostash. Uh, I know he's on the summer league team. I didn't get to much watch much of him, but how's he look, JB? He looks like the opposite of what his draft profile was. He, <laughs> I don't, I haven't seen him shoot a three, but, but he's been absolutely dominant, and that's probably exaggerating. It's summer league, but he's made a lot of great defensive plays at the rim. So I don't know, like he has been like a cog in the paint rather than a three-point threat but i don't know supposedly he wanted to stay over here or be a two-way guy and daryl was like nah you're going to europe so he got shipped away yesterday he's not going to play in the last game nice 
Oh man, I like I like uh, that. Daryl calling the shots as, as he should. So with the fifty third pick, we picked another center, Charles Bassey, out of Western Kentucky, I believe. He's like a athletic rim protecting center. Uh, shoots a three, not that well, but some say that they think there's some potential there. But he hasn't played a second of the summer league. I don't know if you guys need this. I just found this out today. Apparently, it was with his agent's advice to not play in a summer league. I guess he's trying to look for a guaranteed contract. So yeah. I'm not sure what his play is, but you know, another guy who I'm not, I'm not anticipating him to contribute that much this year. So that's our NBA draft class. He was our coolest pick. I was the most excited for him. Um, it's annoying that he's not playing. I think a lot of people thought he would be a two-way spot, but I guess those spots are already taken. So I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, Ray John, him. Ray John Tucker, and uh, Henry out of Michigan State. Yeah, so I don't know what that like. Weird. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Uh, maybe he's betting on himself. I don't know what happens if you don't come to an agreement, but I was excited to watch him. He was dude picked up. He was getting good at three. Was Paul Reed picked at fifty three? I think he was fifty eight. Wow. I could be wrong. What a, uh, thought, what a pick! What a I thought home that run. was a magic. I thought that was a magic. The yeah, remember? I think, I think last year's pod when we drafted him, I think we, I think Dave or JB, one of you, called him uh, Daryl's analytics darling. Oh, probably yeah. Dave, and he was, yeah. and he is. Yeah, he's uh-huh. awesome. No, you got the nose for the ball. He's got a nose for the ball. You know, he's always making I, winning plays. I did watch uh, the few YouTube highlights of Charles Bassey and. He would probably be the best backup center Embiid's already Embiid's ever had. We have Paul Reed. Paul Reed should be yeah. our only backup center. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, we, send we have into the G League. We should have. We should have, we should have two backup centers. They should be Rashawn Holmes and Christian Wood. If we're being honest with ourselves here, <laughs> in two years. Wait, listen, hold on. I'm, all right, yeah, we're gonna do this now. In two yes, years, cool. Sam Hankey was the GM for two full years, and in those two years, he drafted. Jabal Embiid, Nerlens Noel, Dario Saric, Jeremy Grant, uh, fucking Rashawn Holmes, and then off the scrap heap, Christian Wood, TJ McConnell, Robert Covington. Are you kidding me? In two years? Are you kidding me? He's the fucking greatest executive of all time. All contributors. Yeah, right, I'm, done. I'm done. All contributors. I'm done. And then all and they're, they're all gone. <laughs> when, he, uh, traded, he traded uh, – Luka Mitrovic and a and Arturis Kaditis for the pick that became Jason Tatum. Come on, Come are you on. kidding me? Come on, and, and ridiculous. Colangelo had the draft Simmons. <laughs> I love how we Jesus. used to put that in the the hinky treasure chest. Like, yeah, he basically got us that pick, and now it's like, yeah, nah, it was Colangelo. <laughs> He's not a the best part. Guy. Wait, Brian Colangelo three bungled number one overall picks: Bargnani, Simmons, and Fultz. Yikes. What a yeah. disgrace. Oh God. Traded for faults. Yeah. Traded Jason Tatum for faults. Traded. <laughs> so good. Um, and oh, you know what? A sad part of all that is like the last four years, like our depth struggled in the playoffs. Like we had no mm-hmm. serviceable, serviceable backup for MB in the playoffs. And we, we die in the minutes he's not there. And mm-hmm. I don't know, it's, it's, a, it's a shame. All these teams like the Bucks, they all have depth. And, and we don't. So, uh, guys, that's all I have for the NBA draft. So now we're going to talk about the 
NBA free agency period. The Sixers were kind of quiet to start while we kind of watched all the players go everywhere. But their first move was signing, uh, re-signing for Concord Maz. Three years, 15 million. JB, I'll start with you. Do you like the deal? Yeah, it's great. I, I think we, like, I, I would have guessed that he was getting like eight to 10 million. Yeah. Um, it just Same. seems like shooters get paid and hell yeah. I loved him. He's so cool and funny. I, he probably took a pay cut to stay here because he seems to love it here. Um, mm. That dude's been through a lot he, from, I think, what, getting like almost cut to demanding a trade to <laughs> not picking up his contract. And now, hey, he likes it here. We like him here. He plays a role and good. Dave, you sound uh, like you agree with it. Yeah, unbelievable value. Five, five mil a year for three years, guaranteed. For Brett Brown said we had to grow a bomber. Cork Maz is the bomber that we grew, and uh, I'm happy he's here. He's a contributor. He's a net positive. He's gotten a lot better, and uh, he's only going to continue to get better, I think. He's still young. He's only 24. Mm-hmm. So, and like you said, he's only he's one of the few players, probably just him and Danny Green, and who will, like, unconsciously just keep shooting from three. Like, Seth mm-hmm. shoots from three well, but, like, he doesn't – he passes it up a lot because all oh, his release is slow and everything. But anyway, but like we yep. need players like that to just get up threes, especially with MB yep. on the team. Um, so our next move was because Dwight Howard, a uh, big frosty freeze out guy, left us to go back to the Lakers. We kind of knew this was coming because if you remember at one of Daryl's interviews, he said something about the backup center. He wanted more switchability and um, some range and stretching the floor. And we got none of that because we signed Andre Drummond to the vet minimum. Dave, we'll start with you this time. Andre Drummond as Embiid's backup. What do you think? So weird. So weird. More simulation material. This is in real life. (laughs) This is the guy that Joel Embiid has openly punked and belittled and humiliated his entire career. No one has ever been bullied more than Andre Drummond by Joel Embiid. And now he's the ex- exact opposite of what Daryl said we needed, that we all know we need, a stretch a stretch five that's switchable on defense. Not Andre Drummond at all. He makes no sense with Ben Simmons. In a vacuum, more talented than Dwight. I mean, if we're running it back, with, with but with Drummond instead of Dwight, and we'll get to that, I guess it's technically an upgrade, a minimal upgrade. He's not going to... Like Dwight, you know, all those stupid fouls and, you know, just the boneheaded plays. I think Drummond is probably more talented in a vacuum than Dwight is, but uh, not the kind of backup five we want. We want D-Ball Paul or somebody that can shoot and uh, switch. That is not under Drummond. Must be more moves coming. You know, you know, Glenn's going to play Drummond over D-Ball Paul all year, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. 100%. JB, anything to add? It like if we traded Ben first and then we signed and got whatever we got and then signed him for a minimum after, I would have been fine. It's just like another example of us making a move that's like, okay, we have a backup plan if and B gets hurt. Like it seems like the Horford thing. If Embiid gets hurt, yeah, Drummond can fill in and play his 30 minutes in a similar capacity. Um, but if Embiid gets hurt, we're fucked. 
So why do we mm-hmm. keep doing this? Just get the best players that fit him being on the court or the 10 minutes that he's not on the court or whatever. Um, again, he got the minimum, so who really cares? But it's just weird. I just think if if anyone thought Dwight Howard was, fr- was frustrating, wait till they see Andre Drummond. It's just unless like the re- same player, right? Yeah, like, unless he, like, unless he, if he really accepts his role, I'm, he's only like 27 or 28. I'm a little scared he's trying to use this as like a prove it deal and like he might try to do too much. And uh, you've seen what it looks like when he tries to do too much. There's a plenty yikes. of YouTube videos. I posted one on our on our Instagram. I I hate it. I hate it. everything about it. Like Dave said, it's weird from the relationship with Embiid. They say, and I believe this to a degree that there's not like a a true like hatred of each other. It's like I do think it is shit talking. But mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just I don't think they like each other. And I don't I think we need good vibes, especially after this whole Ben thing. And yeah. did you see the video with MB giving him that little awkward hug and side eyeing someone? Of course. Yeah, it was oh, weird. Oh man. Like, come on, let's let's not do this. But he's here. Yeah, I would I'd rather have Dwight just for the vibes, just for the frosty freeze outs alone. Yeah, There's no would. way that MB doesn't pre-sign off on this. Like, I yeah. don't think he's not getting consulted. And maybe I'm way off. That's a good point. No, that's a good point. That's a lot of, like, power. Um, but that, like, same day, him and Embiid and Maury are playing tennis yeah. or whatever, like, the next couple of days. Like, he knew. He had to have known. <laughs> it's yep. not like maybe he's not as powerful as, like, they're saying, like, hey, here's the three players to choose between Embiid. Like, no way. But they definitely were, like, yeah, we're thinking about signing Drummond. Would you be okay with that? And be probably like fine. And if you think about the players who we may may or may not have been targeting, but would have been a nice fit, like Daniel Tice or Kelly Olynyk, or uh, even the who's it, Zach Collins, who went to the Spurs. I think Ooh. they got like pretty like like hefty deals. So mm-hmm. like like Dave said, in a vacuum, Andre Drummond at the vet minimum is like One fine. Year. Yeah, like, would yeah. I have been excited to get Daniel Tice for a three-year contract for whatever that costs? Absolutely not. We're just – we got a one-year rental. Like, yeah, we just replaced him with a younger Dwight Howard. It's got to be B-ball, Paul. It's got to be B-ball, yeah. Paul. He's got to, he's got to, you know, win the win in some practice. He's got to, you know, do his B-ball, Paul things and – make winning plays and affect the game outside of the stat sheet. And he's got to earn his minutes over Drummond. And I believe maybe he will, but maybe not because of Glenn. Probably not because of Glenn. Ah, uh, Glenn, especially in the regular season when like, it's like your time to kind of figure out what you have. Like we'll never take a regular season seriously again. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, why not just as long as you stay up in the standings, just see what you have, test up your lineups and, Mm-hmm. You know, because you might have a weird situation in the playoffs where you got to play the matchups like that. So, I'll uh, never, I'll take regular season serious, just not with this roster. We called well, it from the first game. <laughs> this roster was flawed. Um, mm-hmm. They were flawed from the beginning to the ending of the first seed. It was the same roster, essentially the same, same issues that we've had for the last three, four, whatever years, mm-hmm. and they were exposed. Yep. Well, they... JB, Daryl Morey has something to say about that. Um, I guess if we can segue into that, the the old tweet showing the, the lineup with the number one net rating in the NBA 
which happens to be Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Danny Green, Tobias Harris, and Joel Embiid, insinuating that, hey, guys, we, we can run this thing back and we'll be good, which feels like a nightmare. Sorry to hijack you here, Nuge. But I got to say, if I can uh, if I can spin some positivity, if we do somehow run this thing back for part of the year, I mean, look, there is no way Simmons makes it to the deadline on his team. No way. The, the damage is done. The relationship is fractured. There's already been so many reports. Uh, but if I could try to you know make lemons out of lemonade here, maybe <laughs> this is the, well, definitely this is the first time since 2012 that we're actually not starting the next year with a completely new roster. We're actually running it back for the first time ever, if we do run it back. So a little continuity, you know, we were the number one seed with this group's first year playing together. If they bring it back again with that continuity and chemistry, maybe we're like the 60 win Hawks. Maybe we're just like this unbelievable regular season juggernaut that just kind of, you know, handles teams on a nightly basis. We, you know, get, get strong seating and lock in the one seed early and then by the deadline, Daryl does what needs to be done. And maybe that helps repair some of Simmons' value a little bit. If, you know, get some some regular season accolades and wins under his belt and we look like a cohesive unit, and, you know, maybe he – I don't know. It's hard to imagine him playing for us at all next year after how everything's gone down. But what do you guys think about all that? Uh, I will spend no energy imagining that. There's no possible way <laughs> in hell that he – even comes to training camp. Wow. So, now so, I'll take that back. He's not dressing up for the regular season. Wow. So, so Daryl tweets us out, right? After JB said his closing press conference, he says, we were not good enough to get to the finals because we lost to the a second round team. And then he tweets this shit out. It's like, Daryl, we lost to the fucking Hawks. Like, come on. We cannot possibly run this back, right? And uh, that will here, I'll let that lead us to the report um, from Jason Dumas. That and here's a tweet source: Ben Simmons has cut off communication with basically everyone in the Sixers organization. Everything is going through his agent, Rich Paul. Ben is open to going to the Golden State Warriors, so he does not have much leverage in the situation. So JB said he doesn't think Ben's coming back. Dave, do you think he's coming back? I don't know. I know I, I know we I talked mean, about this last pod, like we gave percentages, but now like all this is coming out. Like also there was the Kendrick Perkins report, which you that. know, take over a grain of salt. He's <laughs> saying that Ben is yeah. willing to hold out of training camp instead of reporting back to the Sixers. Do you do you believe Kendrick Perkins, Dave? What a, I believe that Ben Sim, I of course I believe Kendrick Perkins. I believe anything that comes out of that guy's mouth. What a national <laughs> treasure Kendrick Perkins is. Um, what a diva coward loser. I mean, oh, I have to say it again. I said it on the last podcast. It's like when we lost and beat and even Tobias, you know, gave these heartfelt Instagram posts about how we came up short. And, you know, we deserve better and this and that. We're going to come back harder next year. And Simmons just tweets, they love me, they love me not. Like, what? He is just so out of touch with reality. It's just, it's a shame. It's really a shame. Like, he has just no desire to improve. Um, and 
do I think he's coming back? What are the odds? I don't know. It feels like 50, 50 at this point. Like I, I have no doubt Daryl is trying to get something done here. I mean, whether it's a grand slam for Dame or it's, you know, maybe just like a Ben and a bunch of picks for somebody the next tier down. I have no doubts. He's trying to get him up out of here, but is it going to get done in time for this? I could see this. Like I could really see this going to the deadline. I really like what the scenario I laid out where like we start the season with everybody. We're a good regular season team. Maybe it repairs some of Ben's value that's been lost in the Hawks series. And then, you know, Dame is, has a half frustrating season in Portland and once out at the deadline, I could, I could see this going to the deadline at this point. I really could. I think, I think it's a game of chicken and I don't think Daryl is going to fold first. I think he's going to sit on his hand and push the chips in at the right time. And this might not be the right time right now. It feels like it should be the right time on our end, but it, it might not be uh time when you zoom out. You know, I think this, I could see this going to the deadline. Um, do you think he would actually hold out? I don't see how he could. He has four no, years left on his can't. deal. Right. Yeah. It doesn't ridiculous. happen in basketball for a reason. Yeah. It's not he's, only making it, he's only going to make it worse than himself and his, his, uh, you know, make it more of an embarrassment. It's like, like, it's not, are you it's not, not surprising? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just, I'm, I'm done. I don't want to talk about this guy anymore. <laughs> it's I'm not so surprising frustrated. that if he's talking about, if, if the tweets about the Sixers organization, like the front office, it's not surprising that he go through his agent. Right. And something like this is okay. My initial reaction is like, oh, yeah, he's a huge loser, but that's not surprising. There was also the report that Jason du- uh, Dumas also added that he's not picking up Embiid's phone calls. Yeah, that's, that's if that's true. I'll say if that's true, he's a huge fucking loser because <laughs> everyone's talking about how Embiid threw him under the bus and Glenn Rivers threw him under the bus. What they said wasn't even that bad. <laughs> It was very after, gentle. After, and he's been coddled. He's been coddled this yes. whole time. You know, even the, us, like we were like, we treated Markel Fultz like a make-a-wish kid, you know, through his whole thing. And we've done that. We've been the same with Ben Simmons too. Like we have not really, like we've encouraged him with the, well, while he shot 20% from the foul line the whole playoffs. We still cheered him on. You know, we, it, we've been nothing but supportive for our number one overall picks that forgot how to shoot. And it's like the fact that Danny Green – we know. I think we skipped over Danny Green coming back. Did we? Did we talk about that? Love. We did. Love but we'll, get, we'll get back to it. Yeah, we'll get back to it. Yeah, it's a shame that he said what he said at the end of the year about how us booing Simmons because fuck that. We've been like I was just saying. We've been never been more pa- more patient with anybody, you know. And and uh, I don't know. It's just uh, the whole thing feels insane. More simulation yes, material. The the longest leash i've seen for a, a philadelphia athlete in that spotlight i think mm-hmm. I, I those kind of, those kind of expectations i believe uh no communication with Embiid. yeah like there was just a quote from danny green like now i haven't talked to ben in a couple months uh he's not the texting type which is maybe fair um who's not the texting type first of all yeah he but, seems like he'd be more a texting type yeah mm-hmm. everyone texts but i dude my telltale sign was Embiid or Simmons' birthday, no post from Embiid. Uh, Next day, Michael Rubin gets a full post. I know it's not apples to apples, but if you're wow, boys, that happened too. Yeah, oh, man. I forgot about that. Yeah, if you're so, boys, so much has happened. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I just He's like gone. it's just a listen, matter of when. Ben is just like 
who knows if all these reports are true, but from what we've seen from Ben and the reports, it's just like we talked about it last pod. We didn't even list them as the first person to blame for the loss of the Hawks. We all, most of us said Glenn. And I think we mostly talk like, you know, tongue in cheek. It's like we joke around about it, but we, I think we all know it wasn't all Ben's fault, but he was a big part of it. And a lot of the weird awkwardness like circles back to him, how he's like, you know what? They, they all threw me under the bus and he's not like after the post game interview, he's saying how many assists did I have? What did I hold Trey young to in his shooting? He just seems like a huge ass loser. Who's like not taking mm-hmm. any accountability? That's what we heard when Brett, when Brett Brown got fired. Accountability. The players have to be more accountable. Got a new coach. It's the same shit that's still happening. Doc Rivers had to roll out a twenty year old rookie to run a playoff second round offense. Like enough mm-hmm. of this shit. I'm done with it. I think there's definitely a chance he's still on the roster to begin the season. Uh, I think that the potential window of success with Ben Simmons and the Sixers is a hundred percent done. 100% yep. them. Um, it's a matter of when, not if. I, I think Daryl is holding out to see what happens with Damian Lillard. And I, why, he, mm-hmm. why shouldn't he? You know, all these other deals may not make us anywhere closer to title contention. So maybe he's thinking, let's hold on to Ben. He's not going to hold out. He has no leverage. Let's see how this Portland situation unfolds because uh, we didn't get to around the league and free agency. They've added basically no one, like Tony Snell. Uh, I don't even know who else they added. Norman and Powell, they resigned, I think. There's a chance Portland gets off to a rocky start, and Dane wants out. Like Dave, you, like you said, this might go to the trade deadline. So, mm-hmm. what? Um, th- when does training camp start? Usually, the end of September. Uh, I believe so. Yeah, isn't it like end of September, and then preseason starts like mid October, and then the season starts like Halloween? Is that how it goes? Yes, sir. The schedule is actually so, going to be released soon. Wow, it's it's, dude, it's like months. fucking it's mid August. Yeah, we're like we're right here. Training Basically camp September twenty eighth, regular season August or October nineteenth. Wow. Yeah, we're two months away from the from tip off. Sixty days, boys. I think he, I have a feeling he's here. Really do. All right. What's your prediction? <laughs> Who does he end up they're, being traded for? They're going to get Lillard at the deadline. JB? At some point, deadline or not, it's it's Lillard. Um, I think we settle for less than Lillard before the season, and then hopefully trade that package for Lillard when he inevitably wants out. Mm. Well, like did, something... Dejounte Murray in four picks or something like that. Yeah, please. <laughs> I I've never seen that guy play, but please give me that deal. Jim <laughs> <laughs> will love that. Uh, something to note. The Sixers did hire a new coaching consultant by the name of Phil Beckner, who happens to be a former Weber State assistant coach and longtime trainer for Damian Lillard. So I got to ask, do you believe in coincidences? I think, uh, didn't the Wizards do something with Durant? Didn't they hire someone for Durant? No, the Sixers hired Durant's uh, strength coach from University of Texas. (laughs) Is that what it was? Yeah. <laughs> Someone did something for Duran, I thought. Or no, maybe the Wizards hired Scott Brooks or something stupid. Oh, maybe, oh yeah, because he's from D.C. and everything. Yeah, I think it yeah, Scott yeah, yeah. It was the whole, they were hoping for the homecoming when, yeah. when Durant was a free agent. I don't know. I think, like, well, look, who are all the teams that were the 
Dame sleepers. I mean, Miami, they they maxed out with Lowry and Butler got the extension. They're not getting Lillard anymore. They're not a threat. Uh, the Knicks settled for Kemba. They were in the Lillard discussion. They got Kemba Walker, you know, and they paid Randall, I think. So they're out of the mix. Um, who else was it was in it for the I guess the Warriors? It's like us and the Warriors, I feel like, are the two. And it's like with Dame, okay, homecoming for him in the Bay, but that's kind of weird with him and Curry. I mean, I don't know. I just feel like he could be – he could be, play such a bigger role here. And, like, him and Embiid would just be, like, the best one-two punch in the league, honestly. You know? I feel I really like believe that. Philadelphia would be better for his legacy. If you <laughs> remember, he had that spat with Paul George about, like, him taking the easy way out to go team up for Kawhi. I feel like going to the Warriors would – Feel like it would feel like more of a cop out to go into Philly just because Philly's hasn't been there before. So yeah. I think that would be tremendous for his legacy because we look at Durant who won those rings and no one like really even cares. Like he he felt unfulfilled that he went over to the Brooklyn Nets and tried to do it his own with mm-hmm. recruiting his own players. So and then like you said, like the Stephen Dame is like a little redundant, right? Yeah. Like is there enough basketballs for everyone? And I mean, it probably would work if they had Kevin Durant, but. Yeah. Game's game is more about having the ball. So um, I it's going to be us or the Warriors, I think, for Dame. And uh, I think you can make a pretty strong case that it could be the Sixers. JB, do you agree? Of course, it should be us. Um, there's no – it makes too much sense. Mm-hmm. I just – part of me thinks that he's got too much pride and just, like, is going to run it back with – the Blazers like an idiot. Hmm. I, I, it's it's been it's been what almost a week, two weeks since the Olympics ended, and we were all thinking like as soon as he landed in Portland, like it's really gonna ramp up, and we haven't heard a peep. <laughs> it's just like he, and I get too into the social media stuff, but like whole like Blazers fans posting shit like Dame's legacy here, like I got this. Blazers tattoo, like tags Dame, and he responds. I'm just like, dude, if you want out, just get the fuck out of here. This it's like him and Brad Beal. Like, um, we're gonna get to uh, around the NBA and free agency, but real quick, the Wizards they trade Russell Westbrook for like Kyle Kuzma, KCP, Spencer Dinwiddie, and Montrezl and, uh, and then Bradley Beal. That's a nice haul. It's a nice haul for Westbrook, actually. Yeah, not bad, right? But. Apparently, Bradley Beal agrees with you. He yeah. apparently there are some reports that he was happy with it and has no intentions of asking out of Washington. So Brad Beal might be out the door for us. So Dame, stop being a coward, man. Just ask out. I know you don't want to be the bad guy, but it's time. You're not. You keep saying you want to win a championship. That roster with uh, I don't know Tony Snell and uh, whoever Norm Powell. You're not going to win anything. So just come play with Embiid. That's a playing game. That's exactly what, what it is. Nothing's going to change. At best. Just like yeah. the Wizards. Two playing team aspirations. Play in team aspiration. What about, like, I feel like I've heard people say, like, people have asked, like, oh, would you trade Simmons for Levine? Yes. And it's like, my whole thing was, like, why would the Chicago Bulls do that? Like, why would they not want to give Levine the max and re-sign him? But it's like, and then I, I heard a clip of Bill Simmons and Rosillo last week, and they had an interesting point of view in the whole thing, which I didn't really think about was like the DeRozan signing. 
kind of felt like Levine insurance, you know, like they can get similar production for like a fraction of the price. Like you got like what, 25 million a year. Levine's going to get like a Toby contract, you know? Um, so that was kind of like weird. Like the, the DeMaris, I love that they got Lonzo. I think Lonzo is interesting there. Um, but the, the, the DeRozan thing kind of like doesn't really make much sense to me. So like, could you do like, and Simmons and Corkmaz are both Colangelo Eversley guys. Is there a way you could do like, would they take Simmons and Corkmaz and a, and a pick for Levine? Is that even a thing? Because like Lonzo, DeRozan, whoever at small, me at small forward, Simmons at the four and Vucevic <laughs> at the five. That's an interesting team that could maybe make the playoffs. Lonzo can catch and shoot off the ball apparently very well. That's what they were saying on the podcast. I don't know. I haven't seen Lonzo play since college, since we almost drafted him. But I don't know. I would do that, though. Like, if you could do that, if you could oh, easily. hang on to – you have Maxi, starter Maxi, Levine, starter Thibel, Toby and Joel. And then your bench is like Shake, Furcon, Shake Seth, Danny Green, Isaiah Joe, Paul Reed. Ooh, Isaiah Joe. Drummond. Oh, Paul Reed. Drummond. Oh. Yes, please. Um, yeah. I think that so would, would be a you, good fucking team. If they told you right now, I'll trade you Levine for Ben, or we'll give you a 50% chance of waiting out the season and getting Lillard. I the think I'll trade for Levine now. I'd I'd settle for Levine, yeah. I would I, I, yeah. that means no. if that means we keep Maxi too, because I think I as much as crazy right. as it would be to get Dame. I mean, if we get Lillard, that's fucking crazy. If we actually get Damian Lillard. I mean, that is how special would that be? But well, I, part of me would always be like kind of upset that Maxie's going to be better than him eventually. Uh, <laughs> Can we yeah. really quick mention that like Lillard was horrible during the Olympics? Yeah, not great. He was absolutely putrid. He, I, I was like, oh my uh, God, he's a six year already. Uh, <laughs> give, me, done. give me Levine's yesterday. Give me De'Aaron yeah. Fox. I don't care. Give me DeJounte Mary, who I've seen the least of. <laughs> get the give me closure. I don't care who we get. I, I think I don't we can care all that agree. It's a stupid negotiation tactic. Just get the best deal and move on. I think Ben starting the season with the Sixers is a complete disaster. It's not happening. It's not He's no it's not a good look. It's not a good look. <laughs> well, you guys alluded to it like with these moves, like it just it only makes sense there has to be another move in play. So yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's just, uh, it's just that the, the closer we get to the season, I just keep imagining Ben and his stupid workout videos and him in a Sixers uniform, and I can't take Ugh. it anymore. I can't take it. I can't do the videos. I'm going to block all his trainers. He should be – they should remove all recording devices from his practices. I don't want to see it anymore. I don't want to see him shooting threes. It's completely different. Every NBA player can make threes in an open gym. Every NBA player can dribble past trainers and dunk the ball. I do not need to see it anymore. Ben, you are such a fraud. Get out of here, please. He doesn't um, have any pride. It's crazy. He has no pride. He has no he's pride, just so, no shame. Jeez. He's so in his own head and his stupid ego and his diva-ness. And, oh, get him out. Get him out. Uh, real quick, just to wrap up the uh, Sixers free agency moves. George Hill was waived. You guys surprised? Yeah. Weird, yeah. Really weird. Another another low-key Daryl fumble. They never we never got production out of him. He kind of stunk. And then that was he's like a I think $10 million guaranteed this year, expiring contract. I felt like he could have flipped that into something. I didn't yeah. really get that one. 
he was the like highest percentage on like catch and shoot threes over the last three years, and he came to the Sixers and stopped shooting threes. Mm-hmm. Uh, something with the Sixers and shooting, man. I don't know. Uh, mm-hmm. Georges Niang is it George or George Georges? Georges, George. There's two Georges. Georges mm-hmm. Niang, uh, two years, six point seven million, potential Mike Scott replacement. Fine. Yeah, sure. Yeah, he won't play. Cares. I don't. I don't see where we have. Is he a four? He's a four. Uh, a little slower. Okay on defense. Uh, tell you what he can knock down threes way more than mike scott i think he shot 42 percent last year and he will unconsciously bomb it so i'm fine because like if we got like any sort of production from mike scott last year it would have been nice so if he can come in and actually make some threes that's a fine move you know so wait hold on what's our what's our rotation right now if we if we do run it back if we everybody we have right now going into the season i think the starters i think thibel has to start right year three he had an unbelievable olympics He's like uh, Simmons is here. To... Well, that's too so weird. Simmons, Simmons here. Simmons, Curry, Thibel, yep. Toby, Joel. Or do we think Green's going to start again? I, I, I personally would bet on Green. What do you think, JP? Especially since Daryl tweeted that net rating mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he's he's staying in the lineup. Uh, so, so then your starting lineup. Then your bench would be Shake, Furkan, Matisse. Uh, Georges Niang, uh, and, Niang and, and Andre Drummond. Oh, so then our pups are still buried. Pups are still buried. Um, oh my god, I don't like that. I'll tell you what. I think I I don't need to see any more Shake Milton. Yeah, I hate Shake Milton. That's I'm, all. I'm Maxi. fine seeing no Shake Milton. Yeah, I would rather give the mints to Maxi. Um, Glenn, but oh Glenn's gonna give him the shake. Glenn's yeah. gonna give him the shake because Shake dropped thirty nine on the Clippers. Uh. I think you, you probably round up our active roster or probably. Ball Paul and one more player, who knows? But like that looks like the the solid ten. He's gonna start. Maybe oh, he goes off bench. Who knows? <laughs> but that that might be it. Um, and to wrap up the Sixers' moves, they re-signed Danny Green to a two-year, twenty million dollar contract, which I love. Second year is non-guaranteed. Uh, I love it. Uh, Danny Green was good for us. Yeah, everything yep. kind of fell apart when he got injured in game three versus the Hawks. Uh, we should beat them anyway. I'm not letting them off the hook. We still should have beat them. But he mm-hmm. is just – we've said it multiple times during the regular season. He's just a solid vet, NBA championship-winning player, knows where to be, um, just great. He said Embiid and Toby were texting him all throughout the summer to re-sign, and he's back. So I'm happy with it. Guys, you like the Danny Green signing? Love it. Great, once again, great value. I love Danny Green all year. He's Covington. It's like we got Covington back. He's a better version of Covington. Um, I knew I had a bad feeling when he went down in the Hawks series. I'm glad he's back, even with his questionable comments at the end of the year. I think uh, he probably will be booed. He should not be booed, but he will be. Uh, But I'm happy he's back. Yeah, I think everyone kind of understood Danny Green's comments to an extent, but it's like, like you said earlier with Ben Simmons, come on. Like, uh-huh. we gave him a long leash. Let's, let's stop talking about this. But uh, before we move on to our last topic, which is going to be the the Summer Sixers, mostly about Tyrese Maxey, B-Ball Paul, Isaiah Joe. Um, right now, as we stand, with Miami making some big moves, Chicago making some big moves, where do we rank the Sixers for the season? Dave, I'll start with you. 
for the Eastern Conference? Uh, I think for the one seed again. Especially if they ever run it back. Uh, I think we're third. And I just pulled a number out of my ass. I could care less. I care, I'd probably I'm, say third. I have no interest in this team until it's not run back. <laughs> it's probably the Nets, the Bucks. Uh, the Heat could be up there. Maybe probably Heat at the four. I'm not Bucks scared five. of the Heat at all. The Heat are just yeah, like either. a bunch of old stars. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, but they're also like they're not cowards, so I kind of appreciate them. Yeah, and they have shooters that are pretty cool. They got they got some dogs, and we have just cowardice. Uh, so I, I don't. I will never count out the Celtics. You have Jason Tatum. You have Jalen Brown. Very solid young core. Marcus Al, Smart. Al Horford. Be fine. Al Horford. <laughs> oh my God, they have Al Horford. Oh, he's gonna dominate us in the playoffs. Uh, then you're probably rounding up the Bulls and the Wizards. Um, but yeah, yeah, like you said, JB, it's just. Ah, we wanted them to run it back in 2019 and 2021. Now they're going to run it back after the whole debacle. But anyway, real quick before we go, Summer Sixers, Tyrese Maxey, JB, is he too good for Summer League? I've had so much fun watching them. Like, mm-hmm. I think they fail on a couple, like, weekend nights, and I clear schedule. I'm so happy to not do anything. I had nothing planned anyway, don't get me wrong. But – Tyrese Maxey is, yes, he's too good. He's fun. He's happy. He tries new things. He's added things to his yes. game. He's yes. cool. The It was all over Twitter, but like one step back three from like the, I don't know, mid corner, whatever it be called, it's called, was great. He's filthy. He's He was getting to the hole, to the basket at will in the NBA. He's done it here. He just needs to, I don't know, get more calls. Maybe that was a rookie, or maybe he like shies a little away from contact. He's he's great. I don't want to trade him. Give me Zach Levine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not only is he too good for summer league, he's too good to not be the starting point guard for us this year. <laughs> I'm dead. I'm dead serious. He should start. He should have the keys to the car. He's that good. Like I really think he's that good. Hey, if Ben's gone, I'm all for it, Dave. I'm all for it. Depending on what we get, but from but mm-hmm. Maxi deserves a lot more playing. Like there should be no DMPs this year. There should be mm-hmm. none of that shit. And I love, like JB said, his approach to summer league. Like this is his time to experiment and try new things and take step mm-hmm. back threes and not be a coward and shoot them. The opposite of Ben Simmons. So Maxi, I'm really excited for him. I am very scared that if we do end up trading him, that he's going to be that player that got away. And oh. we're all going to be talking about it for 20 years. But uh, mm-hmm. I, I love what I see from him. He's confident. He's just not scared. Like, mm-hmm. God, he's, 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 he had a quote saying, like, you, you got to keep shooting. You're gonna, you can't get better unless you keep shooting it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what Ben expected for the past four years, but that's the right mindset. Um, Isaiah Joe, unfortunately, was diagnosed with an MCL sprain. So he's done for summer league. I love him. I think there's a chance yep. he could steal some minutes from Furkan Korkmaz. He, he's a launcher. He's a bomber. Dribbles way better than I thought. And he had that one behind the back pass to B-Ball Paul, I think. And I was like, wow, like he, he has way better ball handling than I ever could have imagined. So do you think we'll see him in the rotation at all? Not if Glenn's the coach. Ah, yeah. yeah. I think there's – I don't know. Hopefully. He's too good too. A little – Sometimes it feels like he's moving in slow motion, but he's got to 
he, I think he's averaging like 10 threes a game. It's like the types of players him. we've dreamed of having on the Sixers <laughs> instead of Tobias Harris, who's scared to shoot. Yeah. Uh, Tyrese Maxey, Tyrese Maxey, Isaiah Joe, Paul Reed, and then Ray John Tucker off the scrap heap is up there as like one of the best draft halls in Sixers history. It's up there with the Hinkies draft halls. And that was Maury's first draft. And I'll tell you what, there's, it's really nice. Like, I never, we don't typically have a Sixers team like this with like back end young talent that you're kind of excited for. And I feel like uh, Daryl always did this with like the Rockets. He always found like those, those random contributing players every year. And it's just like a little hint of that. Like, like B-Ball Paul, 27 and 20 in his last game in like a 4-4-4 stat line. Amazing. Analytics Starling. I love him. I love him. Yep. Fortunately, like we said, Glenn's going to play drumming over him too much. Yeah. And then, I mean, Maury, just all those blackjacks in a row, he finally had a bust with Jaden Springer, I think. But you can't, <laughs> you can't win every hand at the table. You know what I mean, JB? Uh, yeah. Yeah. If, you, if, if you're if you hitting 53%, I think you're beating the house. And Daryl's yeah. hitting, what, like 85 or something. Uh-huh. I like those odds. Well, guys, that's all I got to talk about about the Sixers. We covered a lot. There were a lot of things that happened this offseason. There's still plenty of time to go. Uh, ben Simmons, we'll see what happens with him. Who knows? Season's in two months. I get the feeling he's going to be in a Sixers uniform, but we'll see. Um, anything to plug? Hey, what's uh, what are you guys looking forward to? Besides uh, sports. I'm looking forward to – my house being done and having you guys over and cooking you a beautiful Cantonese feast and watching the Sixers. I'm really excited for that. Looking forward to it. looks beautiful. JB, anything coming up? Uh, we got another buddy's wedding this weekend or next weekend. That'll be fun. Got Labor awesome. Day and then I just want to get the days for a Cantonese feast. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. I'm I'm can't wait, prep- Dave. Prepping <laughs> Let us know. All right, guys. That's all I got for you. Go Birds. Good right, see you guys. Have a good night. Thanks for stopping on. See you, buddy.